Well, um, for the message tonight, you know, I, I'm, I'm intending on taking us through at least not this, the whole book at one time, but starting into the book of Proverbs. And uh, however, I really want, as we're going through 1 Kings, I want to kind of time it with Solomon and kind of where at the point of 1 Kings it leans into Proverbs. And so I wasn't quite ready uh, to start into the introduction uh, of that. And then, you know, with all the rain, and I don't know about you, but with rain and cold, there's something about it that makes you want a story. You know, it makes you want something cuddly, something to sit by the fire. And uh, so I started, you know, talking to the Lord and thinking about, you know, what to preach tonight. And then I remembered um, that right towards the end of our time in Sri Lanka, there was a midweek service, and I was preaching through Proverbs there. And I wrote this message, and it was like a, it was like a story now I was all excited about it. I'm like, babe, it's going to be short, but it's going to be good. And then we had like a coup, a political uprising that day. So we couldn't have church because they blocked off the streets and said, if you go out, we're going to shoot you. Uh, and so we didn't have church that night. So I never got to preach that message. And the Lord brought that back to my mind. And so you're going to be blessed. Now, look, the story's not great. I'm sorry. I like it. But, but, but it is, it's going to be the shortest sermon I've ever preached, I think. In my life, and uh, so it's going to get you home at a good hour because I've got to stick to my notes, okay? And uh, but I want to invite you to stand and take your Bible tonight. And and as I read, now here's what I need you to do: as we read the verse, I need you to really pay attention to the words because I'm going to go right into this narrative. Now it's not; it's kind of an it's kind of a, a narrative from the text. One of the things I love about Proverbs, and as we go through it you'll see this, is I believe that Proverbs are like stories. And that if you take a proverb, it's not just a, it's not just a pithy little statement, though it is, it's, it actually paints a story. And you can use a lot of creativity with the book of Proverbs and you get a story uh, in your mind. And so tonight I want to I paint a story and I want you to look at the words very carefully because I'm going to draw from it for this narrative tonight. Proverbs 20, verse 19, the Bible says this. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. I want to preach on this subject tonight. The tale of the talebearer. The tale of of the talebearer. Let's pray. Father, bless now the preaching of your word. I pray that while this message will be brief and a little different, I pray that it'll capture our heart and I pray that it would admonish us, Lord, from your word tonight. Bless your word, we pray in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated tonight. <clears throat> the end of the Jewish day is approaching. The sun is beginning to set. and There is a sense of excitement and anticipation in the town. People are moving at a hurried pace to finish their mundane routines. As the sun sets, dinner is served and consumed at a record pace. Each house member scurries to their room to dress for the night's events. He is here, they say, from house to house. He is here. The wagon had arrived a few hours ago. The wagon bearing the one who goeth about. 
delighting audiences from northern Tyre and Sidon down to the lowest ends of Judea. Who is here, a child asks. Who is here? A smiling mother replies, why, the talebearer is here, my dear child. He has come to bring delight and enjoyment for all of our village. Almost to a second. Oh, let, me, let me read the verse. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secret. Almost to a second, the city moves like a swarm of insects toward the center square of the village. Under the night sky with roaring fires spread all around, families come and bundle up together and wait for the spectacle to begin. Their desire is quickly fulfilled as the talebearer makes his way to the front of a large oval-shaped crowd. It is perfectly still. Not a whisper from a child or a neigh from a horse or even the sound of brush crunching underfoot. The talebearer looks to the crowd with glee. His mouth opens and his voice begins to sound. The talebearer explains that they are in for a particular treat. For tonight, he has brought with him some incredible secrets. He has accurate stories of the sins and embarrassing behavior of the Jewish families from re- throughout the region. He has the quotes of mean and personal statements as well from elders concerning other elders and their fellow tribes. He will even expose the feelings and plans of key leaders concerning those who work under them and beside them. The mistakes, foolish statements, and failures of people throughout all the land are ready to be told tonight, oh, this special night. And so it begins... And the secrets fall upon the crowd. There is laughter, followed by moments of anger, accompanied with times of wide-eyed shock and horror. For hours and hours, the talebearer goes on and on, with not one person leaving or worried about the time. The entire crowd, from young to old, is wholly engrossed when the talebearer is finally through, he seemingly disappears as though he was never there. But his tales, his tales are very present. After this night, friendships will never be the same. Respect and admiration will be deeply damaged, and grievances and bitterness will deepen and turn toxic. From this night, embarrassment, sorrow, Regret and anger will flow from home to home and village to village. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. After each of these events, as families make their way back home, and inevitably an inquisitive young person will ask the question, how does the talebearer know such things? How does he collect such secrets. Why would anyone tell him such things about themselves or others? And no matter where this question is asked, the answer is always the same. The talebearer has deep pockets. He pays lavishly for those with secrets, but not with money. Money is too cold, too obvious, too transactional. 
it could never be enough to get the secrets he gets. No, it would offend and would be rejected. He pays with flattery. The talebearer has a way of kindness, a way of interest. The talebearer praises people in all their decisions, taking their side in all questions and all matters of life. He is passionate for their pain, their needs, and their ways. The talebearer opens up his pockets and heaps flattery upon the secret holder. The interest, praise, and kindness moves the heart of the secret holders to suddenly begin sharing everything. They tell frustrations, stories about others, and anything else that comes to mind. And once they start, they can't seem to stop. The talebearer doesn't even have to ask anymore. The secret holder will just go on and on telling more and more secrets until there are no more secrets to tell. And the talebearer leaves and moves on to the next house. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Another story can be told. This proverb now picks up of what a story should be. It is late in the night. A man sits in his rocking chair with the scroll open when suddenly there is a knock at the door. He opens the door to find the talebearer desiring to come in. Out of courtesy, he invites the talebearer in and offers him some warm milk and bread. The talebearer heartily accepts and takes his seat at the dining table. While he seems very calm and composed on the surface, internally, the talebearer comes with a deep sense of urgency and desire. The man who is serving him bread and milk carries significant secrets concerning the community. He is a respected elder, seen as a very godly man, and has been entrusted with tremendous information. Oh, what a treasure his secrets would be for this talebearer. After receiving the bread and milk, the talebearer thanks the man profusely for welcoming him, and with great effort shares how much respect and admiration he carries, carries for all his work. His tone of voice suddenly shifts, and his face shows a sobriety as explains the great empathy and concern he feels for the burden this man must carry as an elder, especially with this particular instance. I mean, who can understand all that he has gone through? The man's face, the man's face listens, but shows no emotion. It is cold, indifferent to the niceties being heaped upon him. The man seemingly ignores all the praise, all the interest, and never even acknowledges the statements about his position. Calmly and firmly, the man merely changes the subject to his bread and milk on the table and inquires if he would like any more. After the talebearer expresses his satisfaction and thankfulness with the meal, the man abruptly rises from the table, collects the talebearer's belongings, opens the door, and wishes him a good evening. The talebearer finds himself stunned, unsure of what to do or even what to say. And before he can get a word out, he finds himself being ushered outside the door to his horse, 
The door shut behind him and with it any hopes of getting a secret. What has happened here? How did this go so poorly, the toil bearer says within himself. The man would not meddle with me at all. He would not barter. He would not exchange any secrets for all of my flatteries. He was completely indifferent to all my words. In disbelief, the talebearer walks off and makes his way to the house of another elder. After dispelling his guest, the wise man collects the plate and the cup from the table and prepares for bed. Walking over to the rocking chair, he collects his scroll and gives it one last look. With a smile of deep satisfaction, he reads the line he had just finished reading when the knock came at the door. It said, He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Three things and we're done. Number one, those who tell stories about others will tell stories about you. Number two, consider the source of praise before you consume it. Number three, guard your secrets from those who would sell them. He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for your word tonight. We've all been victims of the talebearer, no doubt. We've, shared, we've, we've had our, our senses excited by praise. And we've shared things and had it come back to hurt us or to hurt others. Perhaps even at some time we've been a talebearer, wanting some juicy gossip, wanting some information, and been guilty, Father, of taking secrets of men and women and sharing them with others. I pray, dear God, that you would help us to not meddle, help us to not be bartered with by praise, help us to keep the secret safe and to protect others that are entrusted to us. May we learn from the wise and may we learn from the foolish. We pray these things in Jesus' name with every head bowed, every eye closed as we stand to our feet tonight. The invitation's open. However the Holy Ghost has spoken, we'll take some time and respond to him tonight.